Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Tonight it's an ESPN national game, and it'll also be heard here on 101 ESPN pregame at 5:30. As the Red Wings come to town, they do so without David Perron, who's been suspended for six games by the National Hockey League. We head to the celebrity line right now, and our friend, the TV voice of the Blues on Bally Sports, John Kelly, joins us. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Randy? Everything's good. And I, while I hate the idea that uh, David Perron got suspended for six games, I love the old school leadership and protection that he displayed in in that cross check. Yeah, um, if, if folks aren't aware, uh, Dylan Larkin, one of their top players, their captain, got knocked down and was was literally laying face down on the ice, unconscious, and uh, Perron cross check Artem Zub right in the face and. You know, I, I think he should have been suspended, but I think six games is, is really excessive. Um, you know, I've been seeing on the Internet different highlights of different situations. And, um, you know, Austin Matthews did the same type of thing, got a couple of games. And um, I just don't know for a guy that's never been suspended um, for a heat-of-the-moment kind of reaction. Um, and the player didn't get hurt, Randy. As a matter of fact, Zoop didn't miss a shift. He got six, six games, and he also loses close to $150,000 in salary. It, it was excessive to me. Um, but obviously, um, the league felt otherwise, and he's up for six games unless he appeals. J.K., we were talking about earlier about Braden Shen's comments after the loss the other day about them being possibly concerning. He had a lot of quotes, but this one in particular where he says, it's not everyone, but you can't just choose when you want to show up. Where do the Blues go from here from that? Because when you hear that from your captain, those frustrations, it kind of shows maybe the feeling in that locker room right now. Well, Brooke, I'm happy he said it because he's right. And, you know, the Blues can't pick and choose when they want to play hard. I mean, you know, it's easy to play hard against the top teams, right? Um, but the Blues now have lost to San Jose, Columbus, and Chicago. And you're not going to win every game, and I, I get that. Um, but it doesn't mean you can't play hard and be ready to, to play. As a matter of fact, in those three games, uh, the San Jose, Columbus, Chicago games, the Blues have been outscored combined 5-1 to one in the first periods. Um, so you're, you're behind the eight ball. And I don't care what team it is. If you fall behind by two or three goals, it's really, really hard to win. So um, I, I guess what he's saying is they're not, you know, coming prepared to play. And, and Coach Berube echoed the, echoed the same comments after the game. Um, so I think it's good that when you're you're one of your top players and your captain comes out and says that publicly, it it probably is a, a wake up call for the team. Hopefully, it is, and we'll find out tonight. J.K., when you're looking at this team, and obviously there's every night you, you, you're kind of trying to figure out which team is going to show up, is it a fair question to ask the highest-paid players to be at that level, be the best players on the team, but also play with that effort and energy every single night? Because if the best players or the highest-paid players aren't doing it, then why would the lowest-paid players do it? 
Yeah, well, uh, he, that's not what he's saying. He didn't say that the highest paid. No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm saying it's anyone, but I'm just saying as a team, when the best players on a team are performing at a level, then that trickles down for the entire team to kind of follow suit. Well, 100 percent, Kerry. I mean, let's face it, any team, and let's just talk about the Blues. If the Blues don't get top play from or best players and, and hard playing, consistent play, then you're not going to win. <laughs> There's just no way that you can expect, you know, the third and fourth liners, or the third D pair to carry your team. Um, they're top players for a reason. They're paid the money. They're paid for a reason. And it's true on any team. Your, your leaders have got to lead. And I think the Blues have had good play from their, from their top players for the most part. Um, I just think that, you know, we're talking here about inconsistent play. And as you said, um, you know, the Blues, um, until this three-game losing streak, they had alternated wins and losses for eight games in a row. They did that the first seven games of the season, win-loss, win-loss, et cetera. So I don't know. I've never seen a team this inconsistent. I really haven't. And, and why it is, I don't know. <laughs> it's, really, it's really puzzling. Um, but, again, as you said, if, if your top players aren't, playing their best, then it's really hard to win. John Kelly with us on 101 ESPN. And, J.K., you were doing avalanche games with the great rivalry between Colorado and Detroit. Obviously, the Blackhawks and Red Wings had their rivalry. The Blues had their uh, rivalry with the Red Wings. We thought it was a rivalry. I don't think they did in Detroit as much. And I understand what the league had to do in moving Detroit to the Eastern Conference. But it is a bummer that those three sensational rivalries that Detroit had in the West have dissipated because we only see that team a couple of times a year. Yeah, it, it was. And, and I think the Blues' rivalry with Detroit was really good. I mean, they didn't have the brawls like Colorado and Detroit did. Um, but, you know, back in the 90s, you, you look at the teams in the West, uh, obviously Colorado and Detroit, but also St. Louis and Dallas had, had great teams. Dallas won the Cup in 99. And, and St. Louis had a team that, that could have won the Cup. So it, it, was, it was really hard to come out of the Western Conference back in the 90s when you had those four teams. But keep in mind, Randy, the, the, the Red Wings did lobby to go to the Eastern Conference because uh, so many of their games were played at night. When, you know, when they play on the East Coast, their games start at 10 or 10.30. So um, you know, for their audience and their fans, it was really tough, and they lobbied to go to the Eastern Conference, and that's why they, they were there right now. I miss Punch a Red Wing fan in the face today, though. It was just, it was, it was a good well, it was always a great promotion. You're right. I, I miss it as well. <laughs> JK, do you expect any more call-ups coming up soon for the Blues? Um, I, you know, it depends on what happens to Verona. I mean, obviously it looks like he's on his way out. Um, his agent admitted yesterday that the Blues were going to put him on waivers. And then something happened, obviously, you know, apparently, I don't, I don't know, but it, you would assume that some, some teams called Doug Armstrong about that, and, and maybe they're trying to work out a deal. But um, I, I don't know. I, I've not been, you know, around, obviously, in, in the last couple of days. So, you know, I would think they'll go with 23, but let's see what, what happens with Verona here today or tomorrow. J.K., we listened to Curbs talk about the healthy scratches from the game the other day. Uh, is there any way or any reason to believe that those guys that were healthy scratches will, you know, hopefully get back on the ice and show and prove that they deserve more time on the ice? Well, I hope so, Kerry. That's, that's the point of the healthy scratch, right? As you know, um, coaches can't do a whole lot in terms of, of punishing a player, um, if you want to call it a punishment. Um, you know, take away ice time or, or bench players, that's really about it. Uh, you know, you can't find players. You can't send them down, things like that. 
um, you know, players like Verona and, and now even Sammy Blay here um, and Alexandrov, who didn't play the other night, um, they've just got to realize that you've got to play harder and play better. And, and the Blues need those players. And they, they need an energy line like Blay is, has been performing on. And, you know, Blay's had some good games and done some good things, but he hasn't scored nearly to the pace he did when he got reacquired last year from the Rangers. So, yeah, it, it, it should be a wake-up call. Um, but for a player like Verona, it didn't appear to be because he was out of the lineup and came back on the weekend and, and didn't perform, and his plus-minus wasn't good. So um, I guess that's one of the reasons why he was um, allegedly going to be put on waivers. So, yeah, that, that's exactly why you do that is to, to get a, a reaction and hopefully a positive reaction from the players. J.K., there, this may be a hard question to answer, but there's a level of professionalism that comes with being a pro athlete and doing your job. Your, your captain has to call you out and, and say those things. Who on this team can get the guys to rally around one another? I was telling these guys, when you're a professional athlete, you're with your teammates more than you are with your own family, especially baseball and hockey and basketball. How do you get? Who is the person that can get these guys to rally around and, and become a unit that plays hard every single night and wants to do it for their brothers? Well, you know, Kerry, I'm not in the locker room, obviously, but, I mean, Chen is, is a guy that lays it on the line every night, and he is the captain. Um, I, I would think he would he would be one of the top guys and, and also some of the other leaders on the team. Um, you know, like a Justin Falk who's been around a long time and, and, and lays it on the light line every single night. Um, and the coaches, I mean, the Blues – you know, they have great coaches and work with these players and, and communicate with them. But ultimately, it really depends on the player. So um, you can have pressure from the players and the coaches and things like that and, and the media and the fans. But it ultimately, it's up to the players. And, you know, to me, when you look at a player like Verona, who, who you know, a 25-goal scorer in Washington, had 10 goals last year in 20 games of the Blues, um, if he doesn't want to work hard and win puck battles, then it's really on him, right? I'm not picking on him, but he's the guy that obviously is front and center the last 24 hours. So it's really, at the end of the day, even though you get pressure from the from your peers and your coaches, ultimately it's up to yourself to pick up your, your, your boots and, and get to work and play hard. John Kelly, we'll miss you tonight as ESPN has the Blues and the Red Wings, but we will hear you back at it on Thursday with the Ottawa Senators in town. Thanks, as always, for your time this morning. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks for having me. Take care. That is your TV voice of the Blues. John Kelly here on 101 ESPN.